Hi folks, how you doing? Welcome to The Preview Show. I'm Dave Wiggins. And this evening, of course, I've got Neil with me, my co-host. How are you, Neil? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. How have you managed to keep your Porter Down Away top so bright white? Even the kit manager isn't able to do that? Do you know, funny, I actually had it in the wash earlier on because I was going to work tonight and I was like, oh, better make it look nice and pristine. Good man, so you've done that okay? I have indeed, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, joining us this evening then, we have Chris Sherrard. Hi Chris, how are you? You know guys, good to see you. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me on. Did I say your surname properly? You did, you did. I've had everything in the, over the years, I'm sure you can imagine. From Well, I'll not get into them because then that'll just give people a cue to call me again. <laughs> so listen, you're a Portadown supporter, Chris, which is, I suppose, primarily why we have you on. And uh, you are also a journalist, editor. Tell us about that, sure. I noticed you winced there when you said the word journalist there, Dave, but I'll not, I'll not take offence. That's the reaction we normally get. Uh, yes, so I, I describe myself as a journalist, but I'm an editor now. I have been for a few years. Um, I'm in charge of the Daily Mirror in the north, which is the, probably the title that most people know before, but also the Irish Daily Mirror in the south. And then we have a lot of online sites as well these days. So Belfast Live I launched, irishmirror.ie we have, and there's a lot of other different digital titles as well. So yes, I'm a journalist. That's my that's my bread and butter, but, uh, but I also have to do a lot more spreadsheets these days than I would like probably. Yeah. Is your, is your own particular work more online now or in the print or a mix of both? Yeah, it went, it went, so I started off in print, Poor Down Times back in the day, then I was in Balamoney Times for a while. And then I was briefly over in London over at Sky Sports and then I came back to the Daily Mirror. So I've been at the Daily Mirror for over a decade now doing various roles to, to begin with that was in print but then we launched Belfast Live in 2015 so I I launched that and, and was the editor of that up until recently when I took on an extended role which put me in charge of all our titles in, in Ireland so it's so it's sort of yeah digital is obviously the future of the business but we still have strong print products that we want to try and maintain the performance of for as long as we possibly can so yeah it's a bit of a Bit of a mixed bag, really. Yeah, great. Well, listen, you're obviously, you've got a very important job and you're very busy, so we appreciate you taking time this evening to talk to us, probably taking an hour out of your family time as well, so we, we do appreciate that. How did you get involved in supporting Portadown then, Chris? Uh, it's just, uh, well, you, you just grow up with it, don't you? I think a, I think a, a time, it's all about time, isn't it? So a time I going to Portadown matches really well, actually, so... I started going in the late 80s and then became a ball boy around the time that we were winning the league titles and going to Irish Cup finals and stuff like that. So then the love of the club stuck right from day one pretty much and, and it's followed me right through until until now. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a roller coaster, hasn't it? We've all experienced that over the over the last few years, but it's in the blood. Absolutely. You, you were born at a good time, basically. Same as myself. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was it was more a case of, you know, you I find that, you know, where you you sort of you need time on your side, don't you? If you when it comes to supporting the right team and I definitely had that report down as as you had as well, I think, you know, where you you sort of you know, you're you're probably spoilt, aren't you? Because you're, you know, you're you're launching into supporting a team and you've got all these wonderful players, but you don't realize the context of that, do you? You don't realize that you won't always be winning league titles, you won't always be going to cup finals and and have 
crowds the size of crowds that we were standing amongst at those days as well. So it was, yeah, it was it was really fortuitous timing, but you know, wouldn't change a minute of it. Absolutely, um, guys. Before we um, start talking about the football tonight, um, I suppose it would be. Uh, good for us to just take a moment and obviously our chairman Ronnie Stinson passed away this week um, so very sad of course for his family um, very sad for his friends and of course then supporters and people that he knows around Portadown Football Club um, are feeling the loss of that as well this week. Neil obviously a very sad week for, for him and a big loss to the football club Yeah a massive loss to the football club Um heartfelt condolences go out to his family and friends. Um, he played a prominent role, you know, over the years at Portadown, uh, especially in recent years, you know, when obviously he's been chairman and stuff. And on top of that, you know, when the club really was on the brink in 2016, you know, he really did help save the And I think he'll go down as an all-time Portadown great. Yeah, I think so. Long-serving custodian of the club, you know, and you know, for years and years and being a board member and taking on the role of chairman as well. Such a, an important position in a football club, Chris, and a, and a you know, in a part-time, uh, in a part-time league mostly. Um, it's a very difficult position, actually. You know, he's, you know, running his own business and family life and then, you know, being the chair of a football club as well. Yeah, it's all about, you know, that those are the people that, you know, they're the mega club, aren't they really? You know, the people who put their, their heart and soul into it and, and they're almost you don't see it, do you? You don't see the, the vast majority of what they do. You just you just spot them in the stands on a Saturday, don't you? But you know, I think I would echo what Neil said there, you know, our our heartfelt condolences go to Ronnie's family. It's been you know, it's been a tough few months, hasn't it, for the club? You know, we've lost you know, in the, in the boardroom, we've lost a few stalwarts there and also in the stands as well. So, you know, obviously, it, it's been a hard time all in, but particularly, I think, poor Dan, we've really felt it, haven't we, in, in recent months? So, sad times and, and you know, my, my, my condolences go to the family. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, uh, all supporters of Portadown Football Club will send their condolences to his wife and children and... Uh, his mother and the whole the whole family circle really it'll it'll take a little while to recover from this you know Ronnie um, Neil like you said he he guided the club through that difficult time over the last you know four or five years um, supported the club financially um, you know made decisions in the boardroom and uh, I personally think we would have been in a very difficult position if it wasn't for Ronnie and other board members but in particular Ronnie. Um, he put his heart and soul into it and I think probably we have a football club which is in a good financial position and a healthy position on the pitch. I think, you know, a good chunk of that is down to Ronnie Stinson. So we'll remember him fondly and of course condolences to everybody as well. Um, I think this is going out on Friday, so Ronnie's funeral will be on Saturday. Um Obviously, it's just limited to family and small numbers, but um, I think it's going to pause outside Gary's bar at 10.45 on Saturday and up at Shamrock Park about 11 as well. And I think people are welcome to come and stand around and just being cautious and just having a moment uh, to support the family and to think of Ronnie and all that he's done. Um, so I think... You get a, you get a mark of... 
people in adversity, don't you? And you know, yeah. our club's been through a tough time over the last few years for different reasons, and we've been, you know, we've been right up against it, haven't we? But people like Ronnie have, have been the glue that have kept us going, really. You know, so that, I think that that's the mark of the man of how he's led us through that period. Yeah. Um, so thinking about the football then, um, we should have had two matches in the last week and in the last preview show, we had Patrick Van Dord on uh, from the newsletter. I wouldn't want to get that wrong and say the wrong newspaper. He'd be annoyed there. So we talked about uh, the Carrick match that was coming up on Saturday and then Crusaders, which happened on Tuesday. So Neil, obviously, well, coming back to you being a Carrick Fergus man, the Carrick match was postponed on Saturday past. But I hear the sun was shining in Carrick Fergus, is that right? Yeah, that's true. Um, to be fair, but the, it was an ice rink up here. Yeah. Um, on Saturday morning, I went for a run uh, beforehand and it, you needed your ice skates like it was really bad. But then in the afternoon, the sun came out and then obviously the picture was doing the rounds of like, what the heck's wrong with the pitch here? There's nothing wrong with it. But from what I can gather, I think it was pretty hard in certain places. So yeah. I think when you know shared... what? I actually think. Sorry, I actually think it may have it may have done us a favor going into last night, and um, that the game on Saturday was called off. I think it sort of got the boys teed up and stuff that you know they really did have to perform last night. So maybe yeah. it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, a couple of Carrick players had sort of tweeted, "Oh, the pitch is okay." But I think just you know when a pitch inspection happens, if there's a portion of the pitch that's kind of frozen over because the sun hasn't. Uh, been high enough behind the stand to melt it out. It's just one of those things that happens. But I think I think you're right. It probably then, you know, it meant then that Tuesday night against Crusaders was more of a surprise because that was our first time seeing some of our new players and some of our lone players. Um, Chris, did you watch the match last uh, on Tuesday night against Crusaders? I did. I did. I, I sort of when I was firing up the stream to watch it, I was I had my my fingers like this because I, I was. Obviously, after the last time we played the cruise, you you go into it a bit worried, don't you? But I thought, you know, right from the first whistle, the ports were were at it, weren't they? They, they you know, they, they looked like a a team who felt that they, you know, they had something to prove, probably, and 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 also at the same time, nothing to fear, which I think is the big the big thing. I you know, we want to see from these players because you know, it's you obviously go in, you respect your opposition, but I think. They've probably been guilty so far this season of, of showing too much respect to some teams. And I think probably the, the away game against Crusaders was probably a, a case in point of that, where they just, right from the start, probably the game was gone, wasn't it, before they got a foothold on it. But last, well, on Tuesday night, right from the start, I thought Portland were brilliant. And they should have, they deserved to be a couple of goals to the good before yeah. Crusaders took the lead against the run of play. But, yeah, you know, I thought... The goalkeeper yeah. made the Crusaders goalkeeper made a couple of early saves, and I was able to be at the the match at Seaview beforehand. And I think we conceded about five corners in the first two minutes. And even at that, I thought, "Oh, this is going to be a tough day." But it was almost the opposite last night. Portadown went at them, had three or four corners in the first five minutes, and very quickly you sort of thought, "What? Well, this is a completely different game here." You know, we're having a go at them, and I was fairly optimistic quite early on, which is. Uh, which is a bit of a surprise. And even I was doing commentary on the match on the live stream and Michael Galt was with me. And I could tell by him that he was quite surprised at how well we were playing early on as well. You know, Neil? So yeah, we had, and, I think, yeah. and I think it came from the, I think it came from the young keeper as well. Like, you know, he, 
came a couple of times in the first couple of minutes and, and caught a few balls and his distribution was great. It wasn't the obvious distribution. It was, you know, picking the right player out, be that a short ball or, or going a wee bit longer. And I think that, you know, I think he set the tone almost for that as well. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was an excellent performance. And, and, and in fact, they deserve more than the point that they got. Yeah, absolutely. Neil, it was, uh, you were uh, Stevie Wright's able replacement last night in the stadium. <laughs> Um, he was unavailable, so you were stadium announcer last night as well, weren't you? Yeah, uh, I was indeed, and it was quite busy in the end, you know, plenty of goals and stuff that, uh, during it and stuff, so yeah, it was it was a cool experience, but ever, like Chris said, you know, early doors watching it, was, I was very impressed and thought Porter Down, you know, they went that Crusaders straight from the box, and, and I, I, I don't think Crusaders expected that, especially after the 5-0. But then you touched on that there on the previous show last week. You said that Crusaders might come down and think, oh, we'll beat them five. You know, this could be a stroll in the park. And obviously it turned out it wasn't. And, you know, right from the get-go, quarter down went at Crusaders. And you're sitting here thinking, wow, if, if we could take a chance here, you know, it's suddenly the game's on its head. And then when they went 1-0 down, like they didn't panic. Whereas, you know, against Crusaders, against Cliftonville away, they panicked. And then before you know it, the floodgates open. But... They kept at it. They kept at their game plan, and, and inevitably it paid off. And had we have got beat last night, I'd have been really encouraged by the performance. Um, but I would have been immeasurably disappointed. But the fact that they showed bottle and came back and didn't crumble, um, I think it's a, a testament to, you know, especially some of the new players coming in. You know, I think it's a testament to them. You know that you know all the boys, you know, got on board and and they, they pulled out a good result in the end. Yeah, I think being on top so early and then conceding that goal immediately, you know, you sort of think, oh, I hope the heads don't go down here. But they really didn't. They just kept at it and kept at it. Um, Chris, who, who stood out for you then? Uh, some of the new guys? and yeah, There was quite a few, actually, I have to say. Uh, the, keeper was, the keeper was excellent. I thought uh, Ben Tilney was really good. He was sort of popping up all over the pitch. It was hard to work out where he was actually meant to be playing for the most time, which I thought was great. He was sort of... Uh, you know, he sort of took the game to the cruise, which was great to see, yeah. and he was much improved because I thought his debut up at the Oval, he looked he looked rusty, and it's an you know it's inevitable he would be rusty after yeah. not playing so much football this season. But I thought he looked really at it right from the start, and and the whole game I thought he was great. I thought um, Barney was good in midfield. He was sort of doing that that uh, hard job of trying to break up their attacks and get us going, which is, you know, it's, it can be difficult against a team with pace like the Crews have, but I thought he was good. There's so many, there's so many highlights in terms of the performance. Lee led the line great, as he always does. It can be a thankless task, can't it? Yeah. But, and also Ben Guy was great. It was really encouraging signs to see Ben back in the team. I think we've missed him because, you know, he was sort of pop, popping up in those pockets, wasn't he? And there's creativity and trying to link the play from midfield to attack. So there were so many positives, I have to say. Like, I was really impressed um, with the whole team last night or on Tuesday night. Yeah, um, I felt that too. Um, I was talking to Adam McCallan after, and he was actually disappointed that he hadn't scored a hat-trick from centre-back. Um, he just <laughs> yeah. he, f- he felt like the opportunities were there for him. And, you know, we're talking about some of those midfielders and forwards, and I thought the defence as well, just excellent, you know, and... It's a, it's a good point that Adams, you know, Adams making there because and right enough because you look at the amount of set pieces that we had, the corners that we had, and free kicks in that were effectively like corners, and you sort of felt big Paddy McNally on the pitch probably would have 
you had probably picked up a couple of goals from those set pieces, I thought, last night. So, yeah, there's no, there was loads of positives, wasn't there? You know, that Adam getting on the goal, the goal sheet as well was great. And no no less than he deserved either. Yeah, and Michael Galt had commented as well. Um, everyone's favourite right-back, Greg Hall, you know, he was up and down there all night. Healy on the left-hand side was doing similar things. Um, Neil, who stood out for you? Well, the funny thing is, I know obviously Stephen Tiger got man of the match, but um, watching from the stands, I thought Ben Tilney was outstanding. That's personally who I would have went for, but Stephen Tiger also played really well. But the whole team from 1 to 11 did. And, but I would have went Ben Tilney. I thought he was excellent. In fact, whenever it was announced you know, a few weeks ago that we were signing him, I, I couldn't believe it because I even you know the, the games in the championship and even, you know, last season and stuff um, like from seeing when Lauren moved on up into the Premier League and like, you know seeing the highlights and stuff I was always very impressed with Ben Tilney and then when we found out we were signing him I was like yeah that's a great signing and yeah, I know he's only here to the end of the season at the minute but if we could get him for next season as well it'd be great but he was very good league bonus was brilliant and the defence was rock solid and um, the keeper uh, Carney did very well I was very impressed with him I saw a few people saying that um, maybe he should have done better for the second goal. I don't think so. Um, I thought it was a really good finish. And sometimes people are too quick to blame goalkeepers and if they concede a goal. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't uh, blame them for that, to be honest. And I think, I I think, I think as, a goal, as a goalkeeper, I feel like he probably, until he watched it back, maybe he, was, he probably would have been annoyed with it. They always talk about goalkeepers don't want to get beaten at their near post, you know. But it kind yeah. of it, it clinked a good bit of the post on the way in. So it was literally it was a very fine gap. And when you've got a player like, you know, Heatley running through, you know, one on one with the keeper, more than not, he's gonna score the goal. And uh, it was actually a great goal to scored in the second half, you know, and they started the second half quite brightly. Um But at the same at the same time, I, I thought I'd like to have seen Barney just clean him. I have to say, because he was sort of, he was, he was nearly there, and he sort of jabbed the toe out, didn't he? But I just yeah. take the man on the ball, take everything there, and you know, if you have to yeah. get a right penalty, you get a right penalty. But at least you're denying the goal, you know. So I'd like to see Barney take him out, probably. But I think any criticism of the keeper was probably a bit harsh, given how close range it was. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, the rest of the match, he was brilliant. And um, Chris, as you said. At the start early, he really gave the team confidence by coming and punching and coming and catching. And like he's he's only nineteen years old. He's only he's only a lad. He he's not massive in stature, but he's got that bit of presence about him, regardless of his physical stature, you know, and just very confident and you know, coming for knowing when to come and knowing when to stay and all of that kind of stuff is probably as important as having good hands. His distribution was very good. As well, and um, one of our other signings in Sam Ward, um, playing central midfield sort of thing. I sort of felt you know he grew into the match quite well, and he kept the ball moving and he was getting it forward. And I think there would be more to see from him in the coming weeks as well. Just I don't know. I came away. I came away last night very excited. Actually, I know it's only one result, so one result can happen. But um, when you see overall, we look really fresh. We look really fit. I mean, we held onto the ball really well. The young lads there on the ball, they weren't panicking with it. Um, ben Guy, I just thought, was silky. You know, he was picking it up and he wasn't rushing the pass. He was just holding on to it, you know, slipping. And I thought, actually, he was really good for Lee Bonus as well because, um, I don't know, I just felt 
I just felt like Lee was a step up last night as well. He he just maybe I don't know in training he maybe just felt that Ben was gonna was gonna find him and gonna create opportunities for him. So I just thought overall it was an absolutely brilliant result. And I know Matthew Tipton was really happy. And I know well I imagine Stephen Baxter wasn't happy at all because he kept them in talking to them until at least it was about twenty five to eleven before they came out of there. So I think he had a Right. I'm, not, I'm not sure if he's a shouter, but he definitely, I imagine he analysed each player. And um, how did you feel Crusaders played? You know, uh, they started up top with I, Jordan Owens and um, Leckie, two big, strong boys, finishers, goals galore. And actually, they didn't get a whole lot, sure they didn't. Yeah, for, the, for those two big lads up front, you need the pace and you need the, the width, don't you? You need to get crosses into the box, which they, they didn't really do all night. You know, I have to say, the crews were, were very poor. You know, and you can put that down to a number of factors. It could be complacency, given how easily they, they rolled us over at Seaview. Could have been an off night, or it could have been the fact that the ports were in their faces from the start and they didn't, they weren't expecting that, so they didn't really know how to, how to respond, you know. So... Uh, the thing about it is, for me, it's the mentality that was most impressive probably last night. The, you know, the no fear. Like I said earlier on, you know, we're, we're going into games probably showing too much respect to teams. You know, I think we definitely were guilty of that at the Oval before before Christmas at, or just into the new year, wasn't it? Where we sort of first half it was shockingly bad. I thought we just let them play. Off you go and play, yeah. and you know, it's been torn. It's not my. You know, let's get in their faces. Let's go and compete with them all right we're a young team and we're there's a lot of inexperience at this level but you know at the same time you shouldn't there's no reason to be fearful you know it's not you're not playing Real Madrid are you you're not playing the you're not playing superstars you're playing you're playing teams that you know you get in amongst them and Crusaders showed that once you get in amongst them then they're they're human and you can you can compete with them and those players that we have by virtue of the fact that Tippy's picked them and 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 signed them, I think, shows that you know he believes they're good enough to play at this level. Now they need yeah. to go and, and back them up because I don't think there's any doubt that most of them are capable of playing at this level. Now I'd just like to see them use that Crusaders game as a sign. Now just take the shackles off. Don't be afraid. Don't be worried about it. Not to fear. Just go and go and get in amongst it and go and get in the team's faces and go and express yourselves. And I think you know we saw we saw that against Linfield at home as well, where we mm-hmm. you know we, we got in there and we probably deserve to take something from that game as well. I think the games that we've been too respectful of the opponents we've got rolled over, you know, so that well, that's a lesson in itself. Just go and, go and play with no fear and, and enjoy it. Yeah, we seem to be, I like us at home, you know, uh, those teams who have rolled us over, you know, it's been away at Carrick, which was other circumstances, away at Solitude, away at Seaview, you know, you've got plastic pitches involved there, you've got... There's just there's a whole lot of circumstances, um, but Neil, I fancy us at home most weeks. Yeah, well, I think Crusaders were a bit startled and really didn't know how to deal with well, the likes of Tilney and Ben Guy. I mean, I think they showed that, given at halftime, uh, they changed it up and brought Adam Leckie off and they brought Robbie Weir on to play at right back, which I sort of thought they were a bit panicking, you know, with regards to Ben Guy and Tilney, because they were... Um, switching sides, you know, during the first half. Uh, so, yeah, but I was really pleased last night. I mean, I, I couldn't have faulted anyone that was on the pitch at all. Um, 
I think before the game, we'd have bitten your hand off or a draw. But when you're coming away thinking, we should have won that, you know, yeah. I was still happy that they got the point in the end. And if it had been the other way around, would have had it conceded later on, I would have been really disappointed. But the fact that, you know, they kept going and they got a deserved equaliser was, was very encouraging and heartening as well. So, um, yeah, like, I, I, I would say a lot of teams will not want to come down to Shamrock Park. Uh, because, as you say, you know, if, if that's where you need to pick up your points because if you can make your home ground a fortress, then it means that, obviously, you don't want to lose any games, but it means that games away from home that, you know, you're expected to lose, it's not so much of a disaster if you do, as long as you're picking up your points at home. And to be fair, Portadown have played four home games this season. They've played Crusaders, who are second in the league. They've played Korean, who last season were excellent. Uh, and who already stole a march on us in the terms of like pre-season because they've been playing European games. We played them at home early doors. Yeah. Uh, they played Linfield, who it's self-explanatory champions and stuff. And then obviously they have Balamina, who have been on a really good run of form. So they've had four really good, sorry, really hard home games. And you know they've still got plenty of teams to come down to Shamrock Park. And if they can replicate the form of the game last night, and Linfield will be a we're obviously a bit short-changed in the end, and um, then I would say there's a fair chance we could get a, we could accumulate a fair few points at Shamrock. Absolutely. So um, with two more games coming up uh, in the next week, then. Uh, so on Saturday we've got Warren Point coming to Shamrock Park. Um, so previously we've played Warren Point away. I think if it was during a time when supporters were allowed in. Um, so that was probably one of, one of our only away matches this season. And we were kind of fortunate we were able to do that. I don't think other supporters then going forward were able to with restrictions and everything. But So Warren Point at Shamrock Park this Saturday. Um, we've played 11. We're sitting on nine points. They've played 13 and they're sitting on 12 points. So a really important match. Uh, still quite early in the season, but we don't know when the season might end. So to me... It's a really, really, really important match of a team who's just above us. Um, we drew one all down there, of course. Really, really difficult game. Um, the memory was Stephen Murray scored an absolute cracking goal into the top corner against one of his former teams. Um, but that was away from home. This is at Chamrock Park on Saturday. Um, Warren Point. They actually, I was looking down there, you know, in their last number of matches, they've been beaten 6 0 at Windsor Park. Beaten 4 0 at Seaview. They've been beaten by Glenavon at home. They've drawn 0 0 with the Glens and they've been beaten away at Coleraine. So even though they're above us, their more recent form maybe isn't as as good as maybe their early form. How do we see that going, Chris? I think that's, I think what you said, there's probably a, a risk because complacency could be our enemy. In this one, I think, you know, we've shown against Linfield and last, and against the Cruz last night and against Balamina when they came to Shamrock, the, you know, when we're on our game and we're prepared, then we can, we can mix it up and we can, we can be a match for these teams. But Warren Point, I think there's a risk that we can think, right, you know, right, we've cracked it now, we'll roll these over. It's not going to be as simple as that. I think, I might be wrong, but I think our record against Warren Point over the last few years is pretty pretty poor. I think we've lost about four or five in a row up until that that draw um, earlier in the season. So you know, I think I think we need to lay down a marker now that you know we we're we're going to kick on and we're not just going to be 
a team that draws one, loses one, draws one. You know, I think we need to yeah. establish a bit of momentum behind us now as well. So uh, I think Steve Murray scored in a lot of those games for Warren Point, didn't they? I seem to remember off the top of my head as well. Sounds, so, yeah. you know, he's got a good, good record in this fixture. Hopefully he can continue it when he's and he, he gets one for us uh, on Saturday. But look, look, it's it's pretty clear, isn't it? We're in a mini league table. They always talk about that, but it's really true, isn't it? Where there's four teams there really. If we compete with those four and win that league table will be we'll have another season in the, the league yeah. next year and we can we can look to use that as a, a platform to build on. So these are the games that really matter. These are the these are the games that'll define our season, the warm points at home. And we need to be if we show the same intensity that we showed against the Crews, we'll be fine. Yeah. The, my only concern is if they're a bit complacent, uh, that's when we could, you know, come a cropper probably. But hopefully not. I hope, you know, I saw I saw very promising signs against the Crews that, you know, I think there's a lot more about us now. Yeah, um, Neil, they're a big, strong team, um, full of well, yeah, I suppose they're full of experienced Irish league players now. Um, how do you see it going? Any concerns? Um, do you think the same team will start the match? Are there any changes you could suggest or might think of? I could see Stephen Murray playing um, because Warren Point are you know, quite physical at the back and Gavin Pearce, he got sent off, didn't he, at the game down at Milltown. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big strapping centre-back. Like, so, you know, maybe... Like, for like... Um, and I'm sure he'll be up for that game, you know, considering he's one of his ex-teams. But um, if they played the way they did the other night, like, you know, they should be fine. But like Chris says, you, you don't want to be complacent. You know, at the end of the day, it's all well and good playing well against the likes of Limfield and Crusaders. But, you know, this is the nitty-gritty and these are the games we really need to win. Now, this weekend's massive for Portadown, not even in the in the context that they're playing Warren Point. The teams around them, Dungannon, have a really hard game away to Limfield. Carrick are playing Ballymena, and even Glenavon are playing, I believe it's Cliftonville away. So yeah. if that's the case, and Portadown got the win on Saturday, and those other results were to go in our favour, you know, you're suddenly looking, it's, it becomes a lot closer. And, um, you know, with the games in hand as well, we're putting a good position going into Tuesday night against Limfield, which is obviously going to be really difficult. But then on the Tuesday night, Warren Point and Carrick play each other. So if we could get a result against Warren Point and then them two were to take points off each other on the Tuesday, it would put us in a really good position, I think. Um, you think you've had your calculator out today, have you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still doing my research. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like the, 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 as you say, they have a really good opportunity here to lay down a marker. But more point, you know, over the years for us has always been a really difficult fixture. Like I'm, I mean, obviously it's maybe a wee bit different at Shamrock, but I always remember again, pulled it down, put a great performance in against Crusaders, who beat them three two away at Seaview, and you know they went top of the league. And then the following weekend they're playing a Friday night away to Warren Point, and we, we blew it, got beat. And it's just like, you know, everyone was like, oh, the big Crusaders away, this is our year, and then we get beat by Warren Point. You're just like right back to square one, that just collapsed in there. So I wouldn't get carried away, you know. I think Saturday is going to be a really, really difficult match, and yeah. Warren Point will be up for it. And, you know, they're probably going to be more than happy to maybe not necessarily park the bus, but they're going to come down and think, we get a draw here, it wouldn't be a, necessarily be a bad result for us. Whereas for Portadown, I think it is must win, to be honest. 
Yeah. Give me a score prediction. I'm going to... <coughs> I beg your pardon. Sorry. Um, I'm going to go 1-0 to Portadown. I'm writing it down this week. The 1-0 <laughs> to Portadown. Chris, what about you? Sorry. How do you see it going? He was quite emotional about a 1-0 win there, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be close. I don't think there's going to be much in the game, but I think we've more about us if we if our mentality is right. So I think I can see it being 2-1, poor down. Okay. I'm going to go for a 3-0 win. I'm feeling oh. good. I'm feeling confident. I just think, you know, some of these teams, yeah. I think sometimes I like to think, you know, you know, it's always close. It's always one goal or whatever. So at some stage, we're going to get a result that's just a little bit different. So 3-0, if I'm right, I'm going to look good. If I'm wrong, nobody's going to know anyway. So hope you're right. Hope you're right. For sure. yeah. I really hope the Warren Point players will not play this in the changing room or sorry, in the stand uh, before the game or at halftime. Uh, and they'll just be like, that guy shot his mouth off, so we're going to be rolled over here easy. I really mm. hope that does not go against us. <laughs> and I'm going to go I'm gonna go three goals from Adam McCallum, all headers from corners. Oh. <laughs> yes. That's to put the pressure yeah. back on him, you know. Yeah. Um, He's well capable. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to the game, you know, after the, after the Crusaders result. And, you know, that could be four points out of two games, and that would be a really nice return. Um, and really set us up for for moving forward. Um, probably, well, yeah, probably a more difficult game than on Tuesday night. We're away to Linfield at Windsor Park at the National Stadium, which is a completely different ball game. I always am quite confident against Linfield at Shamrock Park. It's always close enough because, you know, I don't know if Linfield don't like coming out to the countryside or whatever. Or, um, but I always feel at Windsor Park, it's it's a much different thing to go out and try and beat Linfield there. Um, Chris, have you been to many Linfield Portadown matches down the years? Oh yeah, too, too many to mention and, and we've we've lost more than I'd care to mention as well. But um, yeah, I agree with you. I think we're, you know, we always, it feels like a big game, doesn't it? It feels like one of the, the, the blue ribbon, blue ribbon uh, fixtures in the calendar, doesn't it? It's one you always look forward to. And away always feels like it feels like a day out, doesn't it? Because it feels like you're going to a cup game, doesn't it? For some reason, so I think I think that's probably our best approach. Actually, is to treat it like a cup game because we, you know, there was a couple of seasons ago when we were in the championship, we were actually we were, we were struggling at the time, but Liverpool came down in the league cup, I think it was, and I, we we put it up to them, and I think we only lost two 0 in the end, but we deserved to actually win that game, you know. And yeah. I think if we treat it like that and treat it like a a cup, a cup encounter because really like realistically it is because they're in a different league to us even though we're in the same league they're in a they're fighting for the title and we're fighting to stay up aren't we so they are in we're in different leagues so you almost have to treat it like right it's a, it's a one-off cup game go out let's see what we can what we can do with with no fear type of thing and yeah who knows who knows that when they came down to shamrock a couple of weeks ago or Whenever it was, they're all rolling into one of them and all the all the weeks in the months. But whenever they came down to Shamrock Park, it was I thought we deserved more than we got actually that day. And, and you know, I think we're probably you know we let them play too much. Whereas if we'd have, you know if we'd have kept going and kept going and built on the the momentum that we had at those times, then who knows we could have got more from the game. So I think that has to be. 
that has to be the mentality again is to you know just go and just go and have no fear really yeah absolutely that's the phrase i was thinking have no fear you know sometimes to talk about a free one we're going there and we're probably expected to get beaten we're underdogs so um neil the players especially some of those young players have never probably played at a big stadium like well maybe they have i don't know but I imagine they haven't played at a stadium like that. Um, it's our national stadium at the end of the day. They can just go. It's a big pitch. They can just go and express themselves. And some of those uh, young players, lone players who've come in, they look, our players I'm talking about, they look good in the ball. They can find a pass. They open spaces. They might quite enjoy that. It's obviously a big pitch at Windsor Park. But I presume they can just go and enjoy themselves and feel free and be relaxed and try and beat a player and do something different. Yeah, um, I don't really think going into this one, you know, Porto Down effectively have nothing to lose because no one is going to give us a chance up there. Um, but the key is for this game, they need to make sure that they keep it tight because <laughs> which, to be fair, on the way our travels this season hasn't exactly gone planned. But um, they need to keep it tight because like Warren Point went there and got absolutely spanked. Carrick went there and got absolutely spanked. And, we, you know, we don't want to be the latest team to, um to suffer that up there, so um, yeah, it's sort of like a free hit for Portadown next Tuesday, I think. And um, obviously, you know, it, it it mightn't feel that way, you know, after Saturday's result. Fingers crossed, it goes our way, obviously. Um, but I, I remember the season we actually got relegated. We went to Linfield and we drew one each. They scored a last minute equaliser. Okay. Um, and Adam Adam Foley scored a wonder goal. He chipped the keeper. Yeah, so, from, from the outside um, of the 18-yard box kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. We, we weren't, nobody gave us a hope in hell that night. And, you know, they pulled off a real a real plucky performance and we're really unlucky not to get the three points. But so yeah. if they could, you know, take a leaf out of that book, then there's no reason why not. But the key is they've got to make sure they don't concede early doors because, I mean, <laughs> I don't mean to be all doom and gloom, but if you concede early at Windsor Park, like it's, you're more or less... It's just the way it's went this season. You know, teams went up there and buckled early doors, like so. Just yeah, got to make sure they don't do that. The Linfield team, especially this season, they're packed full of excellent footballers. You know, and and they're I think possibly next season they might be full time. You know, they're heading in that direction. Um, forward players full of skill, very very experienced defenders midfielders uh, they're just they're they're an excellent team but I think the reason we all love and watch football is yeah any you know we, you're expected to lose but anything can happen who knows you know you could nick a draw you could you know if they have an off day you could beat them 1-0 even though Linfield are currently sitting top of the league they haven't been overly consistent every week you know there's a few flaws there and obviously um on Tuesday night past they've been beaten by Cliftonville um, so they can be beaten and, you know, they've conceded four goals in that match as well. So things can happen. Things change quickly in football. You know, someone gets injured, a player gets sent off. Uh, anything can really happen. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one next Tuesday night as well. Give us some predictions for that one then. Chris, you go first. Uh, prediction. Um, I would... First 20 minutes is key. We can keep it tight. We can if we can frustrate them. Um, I, we could we could get a draw similar to the cruise game. Um, I'll get off the fence. I'll say 
I'll, I think we'll we'll go down two 0 probably. Okay, fair enough. A very a very logical answer. Neil. Yeah, head head over heart that unfortunately that one, but yeah. I'd love to see us beat them five or six. Absolutely. Um, this is a game where at the start of the season, like with realistic expectations, you'd have went right. Realistically, we'll get no points from this. So it's one of them ones where if if Saturday goes to plan and we get the three points there, we'd obviously go in with a bit of momentum. Um, but if you lost then on the Tuesday, it wouldn't be that bad a result in the sense that it's not really one you're expected to pick anything up anyway. I, do you know what? I, I went for four points last week. And like, obviously, we only got the one game. We got that prediction right. I'm going to go... You know what? I'll, I'll go. Well, I'll I'll stick on that out. We'll get a one-all draw. Do you know what? I'm sitting here thinking on one-all draw as well, but I'm still living in the buzz of the Crusaders match on Tuesday <laughs> night. So, um, yeah, it, in reality, this should beat us. But I'm going to go for a one-all draw as well, and uh, we'll cross our fingers and we'll watch the game and enjoy it, however it goes. Um, absolutely. Do you know what? I've I've never ever went into a game in my life and said. Portadown will lose today, so I'm sticking with that, and I'm not going to be negative. We'll go up there and we'll get a point. Like Portadown could be playing Real Madrid, and I'd say we'd have a chance of getting a point there. Like so, nah. yeah, so let's keep that going. Sure, why not? Um, listen, guys, it's great to spend a bit of time with you this evening and talk about football. Um, it's been a it's been a good week on the pitch for Portadown and a sad week off the pitch. Um, if you were in the changing room before the match against Warren Point uh, on Saturday, Chris, give us a wise word. What's one thing you would like the players to hear in the changing room before the match? Uh, I would just say that it's Warren Point. You know, it's not you're not you're not playing Liverpool or you're not playing Inter Milan or some of these. So you're playing Warren Point, lads. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. If he's played great the other night, go and go and play like he's played. Go and enjoy it with no fear. Um, and just and just go and and take you know enjoy the fact that you get to go and run about in the pitch for ninety minutes and and um, and and don't be afraid of what that can bring as well and and um, you're more than capable of beating this team. Absolutely brilliant, wise words. Um, Neil, what about you? It's your chance to be the manager for five minutes. I would just say do exactly what you did on Tuesday night. And if you do exactly what you did on Tuesday night, then I don't really see how you can go wrong because they were excellent from 1 to 11, the whole 90 minutes, and everyone did their job. So if they could replicate that form going into Saturday, then they have a decent chance of getting the result. But I would just say play to your strengths, but don't be complacent. Yeah. So listen, I've written I've written both of your predictions down there on my own. So we'll be interested to look back on those as well. So listen, we'll wrap it up here. We're hoping for three points, maybe four points this week and push on up that table. Hey guys, thanks for your time. Don't forget the match on Saturday will be live streamed as usual. Uh, Mark Beattie is on commentary and Kevin Braniff is in co-commentary with him, so it'll be nice to see Kevin at Shamrock Park and hear a little bit from him, and uh, we're hoping for a good result. So I'll chat to you again soon, okay? Thanks, guys. Thanks, lads. See you later.